Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's continue to remember everyone affected by this COVID. And uh, let's remember our nation and our leaders and remember each other. Uh, each other. Every time we pray, remember each other. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege to come, dear God, and to bow my head and to call upon your name, dear God, and know that you hear and answer our prayers, dear Lord. God, I just ask, Lord, that you would just continue to be with our nation, Lord, that you would just lead, guide, and direct our our leaders, dear God, in the way that you would have them to go, dear Lord, and to God, just to open their eyes, dear Lord, and just let them see that you have everything under control and not to worry about the the small things, dear God. And Lord, just be with each and every one, God, that's affected by this coronavirus. Now, Lord, these these other strains are popping up. God, we just pray, Lord, that you just protect your people, dear God. Lord, that you would just lay your hand upon them and protect them and keep them safe, dear God, and touch those that are sick, dear Lord, and just be with them. And Lord, I pray that you would just take touch my mind and my lips, dear God, that I may speak the word, dear God, that you would have me to, that we may help someone in some small way. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, as I've been reading this uh, curse and the things that will happen to the children of Israel if they um, don't obey the Lord and they don't keep his commandments and his statutes and everything. And uh, especially right now at this point in time, I am am drawn back to the United States and the things that we are going through right now and the, the difficulties that we are having and all the different things that are that are popping up that uh, um, is affecting our way of life and our normal way of life, if there is a normal way of life, but it's affecting the way that we live and it's affecting the way that we act. And, you know, I know the children of Israel, This Moses is telling this to the children of Israel, if they, if they don't do, uh, keep God's commandments and they don't do his statutes and follow him and trust in him that this is the things that's going to happen to them. And uh, there's some of them that's, that's not very, very pretty. It's not very nice. There's some things that the Lord is saying that, uh, it, that uh, has helped them. And, uh, you know, he tell them that if you will trust me, if you will do my commandments, I will bless you. Very simple thing to do. Just follow me. Don't don't go chasing after every other thing in the world. I've got everything you need. You know, if we if we as human beings, if any one of us had a chance to go live in a house and all we have to do is live in that house. We don't have to do nothing stupid or anything like that. All we have to do is live in that house and be somebody's companion and talk to them and, and uh, do whatever with them. Uh, 
and we they would give us everything that we need. We wouldn't we wouldn't ever have to uh, worry about money. We wouldn't ever have to worry about food, clothes, vehicles, nothing like that. We wouldn't have to worry about nothing because everything that we would need would be given to us just as long as we stayed there and and was a companion to this person and uh, uh, talked to them and, and uh, you know, read, maybe read to them, maybe fix meals for them, something like that. Maybe not even have to do that, but well, all we had to do was just be there. How many of us would turn that down? How many of us would say, no, nah, I don't want that, or they they go live there a while and and say, nah, not nah, I don't want this, and and they they would they would leave there, they'd leave everything there, they'd go out the same way they came in. How many of us would do, really do that? You know, I've often wondered if if I had the chance to go live with someone, no, well, not now, but went back when I was earlier, uh, younger. And all I had to do was just be a companion to them. Uh, and, you know, maybe read uh, read with them or, uh, you know, simple things. Go out and eat with them. Go out to the movies or something like that. You know, just be a companion. Someone that they could, they could count on to be there. Someone that they could... Uh, that they would know that's going to be there when they needed them and whatever happens... I, I would have jumped at the I would have chance of that. But yet, we as children of God are offered a life to where that we don't have to worry about anything. All we have to do is follow the Lord, trust in Him, have faith in Him, and we have trouble doing that. Because of human nature it's human nature to want the finest things in life it's human nature to want the the fine houses and the really nice cars and the really nice boats and and all you know the the um the primo uh property and with the big house on it but and know and there's so many things that we we are taught from the time that we start to school that this is the reason why that we go to school so that we can have a family. We can have nice homes. We can have nice cars. We can have all these things. But, you know, the older I get, the more that I realize that the things of heaven means more to me than anything. I know I got on, I got on this last time, but you know it's it's still as I look at the and I read these these chapters and the things that the Lord is telling Moses to tell these people that's going to happen to them if they don't follow Him and they don't uh, keep His commandments, which is a simple thing to do, really. That you know all these things are going to come against them. Uh, he told him. he said, you know, I'm going to bless your land. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your home. I'm going to bless your, your uh, livestock. I'm going to bless 
everything about you, your feels. I'm going to bless everything about you, and you are going to be able to have an abundance of everything. As a matter of fact, even when you give your your 10%, the three times, uh, uh, three or four times in a year, whatever it is, when you, even when you give that, you're still going to have an abundance. And... I'm going to bless you every way you turn. I'm going to bless you going out. I'm going to bless you coming in. I'm going to bless you every way you turn. And and nobody's going to come against you. Nobody's, anybody that's going to come against you, uh, I'll take them out. All you have to do is just follow me and live for me, and everything is going to be, be fine. He, but what do we do? We turn from him. We look to other things. We look to the to the world. We look to the things of this world and the 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 fine cars and the fine homes and all this. We look to that and, and we start desiring those things and we ask the Lord for those things and and for whatever reason we don't get them. So then instead of us asking the Lord for them after a certain point we make it a point to go out and get these however that we can. That's when we start putting God before, we're putting uh, the things of this world before God. That's when we put God on the back shelf and say, you won't give me these things that I want, so I'm going to go get them myself. And that's when we get in trouble. And see, that's... That's what the Lord is trying to tell the people of Israel right now. Don't look at the things of this world. I will meet your needs. I, I will meet your need. It may not be the best of everything, but it, it supplies the need. You know, instead of having uh, steak and salad and baked potato, how about soup, beans, and fried potatoes? You know... Instead of a, a $2 million house, how about a, a $250,000 home uh, that's going to cost less to heat and uh, everything else? Upkeep's going to be cheaper. You know, God knows what we need. He knows exactly what we need. And he will give us exactly what we need. And we need to accept it and be happy with it. Because, listen, the things that we need to be seeking after in this life is not the things of this world, but the things of heaven. Um, there's one place in the Bible that says, um, basically, in my own words, I don't know exactly how, I can't quote it uh, exactly the way it is, but it says, don't, don't. Say, don't put your money up, hoard your money up here. It said, put your treasures, put all your treasures. It said, store all your treasures in heaven. All those treasures are the things that uh, you do for people, those little things that you do. Those are the ones that we're going to get the greatest reward for, those little things that we do. And, you know, we need, we need to remember that it takes a whole lot to really uh, to make a big thing as far as the spiritual things goes. Because you've got to look at the Lord. And you've got to look at our Heavenly Father. 
He spoke spoke this world into existence. He spoke the world into existence. So, you know, anything we do is going to be a little thing compared to what he can do. But we need we need to be to follow him, trust in him, and do his will and let him take care of everything of the world, let him take care of our needs, and we worry about the things of heaven. But we're in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse uh, 49. Now this, uh, Moses is telling the people of exactly what's going to happen to them, and he goes into great detail of exactly what's going to happen to them. So, you know, this, this gets a little, uh, a little harsh, uh, these, these next few scriptures, because it, it goes into detail of exactly what's going to happen if they don't follow God and follow his, and do his commandments and trust in him. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar. From the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or the or flocks of thy sheep, until he hath destroyed thee. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fence walls come down, wherein thou trustest, throughout all thy land. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. Now then, he's telling telling the children of Israel, if you do not obey my commandments, keep my statutes, trust in, in me and follow me and do as I say, I will send a, a nation that you have no idea about, that you have never heard of, you don't know their language, I will send them and they will besiege you. In other words, they will encamp around your high-walled cities, and they will wait you out till you finally give up and come out. And he said, and listen, these, this army that's encamped around your high-walled city, they have got all of your, your food that they can eat so they can last a whole lot longer than you can. They've got all your animals. that uh, They just go out and pick whatever they want and eat it. They've got all your grain so they can they can make their bread and, and the things that, that like that that they need. They have everything that they need, and they can wait you out for months on end. You, on the other hand, inside that walled city and can't get out, you're, you're limited on your food, you're limited on your water, you're limited on everything. Now then, 
you're you're in a as the old saying is you're in a in between a rock and a hard place now what are you going to do when you run out of food what are you going to do are you going to stay in there or are you going to give up the bible in verse uh, 53 and thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body the flesh of thy sons and thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightness, wherein thine enemies shall distress thee, so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, his eyes shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the remnant of his children, which he shall leave so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies has distressed thee in all thy gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet and toward her children which she shall bear for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates." Now, this, this is getting serious. These people have gotten to the point to where that they, they have completely turned away from God. They have gotten to a place to where that the enemy is encamped around them and they are inside their high-walled city and the enemy are just basically waiting them out. Uh, they figure eventually they're going to come out. Eventually, when they get to the point to where that it's either they're going to starve to death or, or give up, they're going to give up. But before they do that, because that they have not called upon the Lord and because that they have still they are still trusting in their uh, gods that cannot do nothing and still praying and sacrificing to them and still waiting on them to do something that they are going to end up eating their own children to survive because they have no other food source left. Listen, you may, you may think that this, this is really strange, but let me tell you something. Just just look back on your life for a little while. You know, I've heard a, a lot of testimonies from a lot of people that have given their heart and life to God, and, and I'm talking about some people that were really bad. I have never yet heard of one that uh, got into cannibalism, but... It was, it, you know, <laughs> I know that some people has actually sacrificed their children. I know that they have made them to walk through fire. 
because of their gods that they worship. But, you know, this, this, this is hard for me to grasp a hold of because that people will actually do this. But let me tell you something. When you are out in sin and you are without God, you will do anything that you can do to survive. You will steal. You will kill. You will rape. You will harm. You will destroy. You will do everything and anything that you can to survive when you are out in sin because your own resources and, and, and the things that Satan is putting in your head is the only way that you understand that you're going to survive. Same way with the children of Israel. They have gotten so far away from God, even in their worst times, when it is almost at the point of them starving to death, they still will not call upon Jesus. They still will not call upon God. They are doing everything else to be thought of. It's... it's, it's <laughs> It's a very simple thing to ask God to forgive you. But, you know, the very first thing that we've got to understand is is for us to ask for forgiveness and ask God to forgive us of our sins, we've got to want forgiveness and we've got to want to turn from those sins and not sin no more. This is, this is God's chosen people here. This is, this is the children of God that we're talking about, the ones that are, are inside these walled-up cities and eating their children. This is God's chosen people. And you say, well, and you're sitting there saying, well, I'd never do something like that. <laughs> I'd be very careful about what I say because if we are not where we need to be with God as these children of Israel are at this point. If we are in the same situation that they are, we have turned from God and we have done, uh, done things wrong and we have went a whoring after other gods and Jesus comes back after his children and you are left, you have no idea what you will do to survive. If thou will not, verse 58, if thou will not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, God's holy word. If we will not do observe to do all the laws and all the statutes and all the commandments that are in God's word, we could be in the same situation that these people are in. And I, there, I've got some some thoughts that keeps going through my head. I'm uh, keeping them to myself uh, till the Lord actually tells me that I need to let them out. 
But, you know, it may, before God comes back and gets his people, it may get to that point. It may get to the point to where that God's children is going to be persecuted. It may get to the point to where that uh, you will be martyred because of your belief in Christ and will not change your, your beliefs. Uh, you know, and let's, let me ask you a question. If someone walked up to you right now and pointed a loaded gun at your head and told you that you either denounce Christ or die, I seriously, answer this question seriously now. Because God knows your heart, and he knows just exactly where you stand with him. What would you do? If you had a gun pointed at your head and you you had to denounce God, you had to curse God, or you would die, what would you do? It it it, it very real really could get that way. Because if you will look at some of the laws that are going into effect right now. All of them again is against the churches, against the Christian people. It's it's trying to tear the churches down. Try and you know what little what little that people does not realize is that God is what is keeping this world as sane as it is right now. Because when God comes back after His children. His spirit is going to be completely lifted from the earth. He's he's not going his spirit is not going to be in this earth anymore. Satan is going to be turned loose to do as he pleases and you can call on God all you want to and it's not going to do you a bit of good. And it's too late then. When God comes back after his children it's too late. But if thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear the glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then Lord, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed even great plagues and of, a, of, a, and of long continuance and sore sicknesses and of long countenance. Now then, let's look back a little bit. Many years ago, you know, you uh, you didn't hear that uh, really a lot about cancer. Um, there was some sicknesses that, that popped up, and uh, um, scientists went to work, and they came up with uh, some type of medicine, that uh, if they didn't eradicate them, they they got them to the point to where that they almost non-existent. But then along came cancer. And then along came uh, HIV and AIDS. And now here comes this coronavirus. And, and of course, you've got three or four different strains of flu that keeps uh, popping up every year. And you've got other other sicknesses that that uh are popping up that 
nobody seems to be able to get a handle on. They they say that they they have cures for, and they say that they uh, they can uh, help you with them. And sometimes the the cure or the uh, preventative maintenance uh, medicines that they're doing are worse for you than the sickness that you have. But they're of a long continuance. They're not, they're not, they just don't pop up and, and the scientists figure out how to eradicate them and they go away. These have been around for quite a while. Cancer, AIDS, HIV is going to be around for a long time. Listen, (laughs) we need, we need to really realize just exactly what's going on in this world. The Lord is trying his best to wake us up and to tell us that we are on the wrong path, that we need to switch, uh, switch paths. We, we need to switch our path, our journey from one path to another. We need to switch from the path that goes to damnation to the path that goes to eternal life. And he's trying to tell us that we are on the wrong path and we are headed down a very dark pathway that's going to lead to our destruction. And we are not listening. We are not. We have. We are putting all of our trust and all of our hope in mankind, in scientists, and all these different other people to uh, help get rid of this thing that is coming against us, and they're not doing it. God is the one that allowed it to come upon us. And God is the one that can eradicate it. Let me tell you something. Whether you all realize it or not, but the Lord, all the Lord has to do is think it. And all the sicknesses in this world will completely disappear in a second. Every sickness in this world, everybody in this world could be healed, and all God has to do is think it. But we limit God by our unbelief. We limit God because that we are putting more trust in mankind than we are God. We are worshiping the creature more than we are the creator. We're putting more stock in the creature and more faith and more trust in the creature than we are the creator. God created this body. God knows exactly how this body works. God can heal this body just as easy as he made it. But our unbelief, our doubt, our faithlessness is what keeps him from healing our body. When Jesus went to the cross and they put him on the whipping post and they whipped him with the can of nine tails, the Bible says by his stripes we were healed. Were healed. We were healed before we got sick if we just have the faith to grab a hold of it. But we have lost. We See, the children of Israel, 
they didn't have all the doctors and uh, and uh, all the different things that we have, all the the uh, necessities of life that we have today. Uh, clothes wore out, we can go to Walmart or one of the clothing stores and pick up what we need. Uh, we get low on food, we go to Walmart or Food City or someplace like that, and we get our food. You know, and and we there's places within. 15 to 30 minutes of us that we can get anything that we need if we have the money. That wasn't what, that was the instant, that wasn't the case in the children of Israel. They didn't have the Walmarts and the food cities and the Walgreens and all this stuff. They didn't have all that stuff. They had to make do with what they had at that point in time. But the thing about it is, is what they had lasted them for 40 years their shoes never wore out their clothes never got old their tents that they they used to sleep under and and create to make their homes out of those tents never wore out they never ripped they never got dry and tore or anything like that their poles and their ropes they never broke And then we, as children of God, we can't even trust God to heal a cold, much less cancer, because of unbelief, because we have put all of our trust in man and not God. And the children of Israel, they, they sort of get to the same point Uh because they they start trusting in themselves and their own ability and and everything that they do and they completely get away from God and they start chasing after other gods and and they, they quit worshiping God and and all this and then God comes out against them and has to wake them up and, they, and then they turn their heart and life back over to God, and God gets them settled back in their land, and everything's going good, and they turn around and do the same thing again. Sound familiar? God sends all these different things in the world and wakes, it, wakes us, children of God, wakes us up and and. We start calling upon the name of the Lord. We start going to church and we, we clean our act up and everything. And then after it's all over with, two, three, four months down the road and it's all forgot about and we're right back out the way we were to begin with. Oh, me. <laughs> oh, me. If you can't say amen, say oh, me. But, you know, just things... When you read, take the time to read this chapter. And, and I mean really read it and, and look at it. And you can see a lot of things that are going on in the world today are being talked about in this chapter right here. Because we have gotten away from God and we, have, we are chasing after everything of this world to be thought of. We have no faith in God. We have no trust in God. And... We're, we're wondering why God ain't moving and God ain't working and we're chasing after everything but him. And he is trying his best to say, hey, 
I'm right here. All you have to do is call upon me. Wake up. Smell the roses. I'm right here. Call on me. Turn your heart and life over to me. Follow me. I will heal your land. If my people, Christians, which are called by my name, Christians, will humble themselves. Yeah, you got to get off your high horse. You got to come down here with the rest of us. You got to figure out just exactly who you are, just exactly who God is. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. <laughs> yeah. Got to get rid of the world. Get out from among the world. Quit acting like the world. Quit talking like the world. Quit dressing like the world and be somebody. Be a child of God. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Heal their land. But he just ain't going to do it if we keep on doing the same path that we're going, he's not going to heal our land. He's not going to heal our governments. He's not going to heal us. If we keep on doing the way that we're doing, we're keep on the path that we're going, we're, we're on. He ain't going to do it. We're going to have to make the change. God has not changed. The Bible has not changed. God is still the same. God's word is still the same. We have changed. We have tried to twist God's word around and twist God around to make him fit us instead of us twisting our lives around and changing our lives to fit him. Jesus did not care what you thought about him. Jesus did not care whether you liked him or not. He was about the Father's business, and he was going to do it whether you liked it or not. Now then, I am about the Father's business. I am doing exactly what he told me to do, and I'm going to do it whether you like it or not. But we have gotten so far away from God, ministers, Sunday school teachers, evangelists, we have gotten so far from God and we have started looking to the almighty dollar that we have changed God's word around and we're tickling people's ears and telling them that they're all right, they can live any way they want to and go to heaven, just bring you money and give it to me. And we have perverted the world. We have gotten away from God and have started chasing after the almighty dollar is the biggest god in this in this world today is money that's the that's the god of this world today money people are chasing after money and let me tell you something i know some people today that are very very rich and are a child of god 
and uh, they 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 follow the the laws to the letter, and God is blessing them every way that they turn because they follow after God. And they do what God tells them to do, no matter how crazy or off the wall it sounds. See, we we want to do what we want to do and go to heaven, and it's not going to happen. The children of Israel, as we go on and we study, after they get into the to the promised land, they get into the land with milk and honey, they get in there and they start... Uh, doing what they want to do and, and, and leaving God out of everything and not obeying the, the commandments and the statutes and everything, and they get in trouble. Every time they get in trouble. They get in trouble and they, they, they come to their senses and they ask God to forgive them and God forgives them and he brings them back and he starts blessing them again and they do the same thing over and over and over again just like us today. But it, you know, at some point in time, it, it seems like that we would wake up and we would realize that if I follow God, he's going to bless me and he's going to use me and, and everything's going to be great. But every time I get away from him, everything goes all to pieces. You know, and, and, and my my fam my family life goes to pot and I lose my house, I lose my job, I lose everything I've got. Every time I turn from him and then when I ask God to forgive me and I come back, he starts blessing me again. How I mean, how much does do we have to really understand that if we live for God, he's gonna bless us. If we don't, he's gonna curse us. But yet we do it over and over and over again. Why? It's not worth, the world is not worth my salvation. The world is not worth what I have with God. The world is not worth what I have. Peace of mind, contentment, joy. It doesn't matter what comes against me. I know my Savior, he's either going to keep me from it or he's going to walk me through it. Either way, I've got him on my side, and I have nothing to worry about. Can you say that? You know, it doesn't matter whether I God is whether I am being blessed and everything's going wonderfully, or where I am in a trial or in uh, tribulations or something like that. It does not matter because either way, the Lord is with me. He's leading me and guiding me through this. I'm going to grow from it. And when I get on the other side, I'm going to be closer to him. I'm going to be a better Christian. And I win. I win. I am a winner. I, I, may, I may have a hard time in this life. I, there's things come against me. But in the end, I win. I win. I'm on the I'm on the winning side. Satan may win a battle or two here and there, but the main war 
has already been won on Calvary, and I'm, I'm on the side that already won that battle, and I'm going to go to heaven when everything's said and done. I'm a winner. I'm a winner either way, if I go or if I stay. I'm a winner either way. If I'm going through the trials or everything's, everything's turning up roses, I'm a winner either way because I've got Jesus on my side in my corner and he is fighting my battles for me. He is leading me through those trials. He's leading me through those bad times and he's teaching me as we go through those times. And when I come out on the other side, I come out better than I was when I went in. Why? Because I am following Jesus. And no matter what happens, I'm going to follow him. It don't matter. It don't matter because there's nothing else there's nothing in this world worth heaven nothing because this everything in this world is going to pass away one of these days it's all going to be burned up gone no longer here jesus heaven it's going to be forever satan and all of his little demons they're going to be in the same place you are one of these days that lake of fire, they're going, they're going to be right there beside of you. All of his power is going to be stripped away from him. He's going to be right there beside of you. And there ain't a thing he can do about it. Jesus, our Heavenly Father, and Jesus, they, his son, they have got the last word on everything. So the last words that you're going to hear is either enter ye into the joy of the Lord or depart from me. I never knew you. Cursing or a blessing, which do you choose? You, When you choose, whichever one you choose, you got to follow it 100%. You can't give it 50%, you can't give it 75%. You have to give it 100%. You have to follow it 100%. Because there is there is no halfway, there is no three-quarters of a way. It's all the way or no way with the Lord. Because the Lord is a very jealous God. And he gets very jealous when you, when you fool around with the world and, and try to live for him too. He don't like that. And he will let you know but you're going to have to live for one or the other, and you might as well do it 100%, whichever one you live for. I myself, I choose Jesus because in the end, I win. I win. Satan may Satan may think he's in charge right now, and Satan may think he's, he's got the battle won, but he has no idea what's about to come to pl come about has no idea when he himself and all of his little demons are thrown into the lake of fire 
to, to be in punishment for eternity. And if you do, if you do not choose God and you choose a cursing, you're going to be right there beside of him for eternity in the lake of fire. So which do you choose? Curse or blessings? Yes, sometimes following the Lord, sometimes it feels like, uh, sometimes it feels like a curse because when we're going through those hard times and we're going through those trials and, and, uh, we're, we're down in, down in the ditches and, and we're down in the, in the valleys in the lowest part of that valley that we can get in when we're down there and it don't seem like anybody's around to see it. It seems like a curse sometimes. But always remember, even though you can't feel him, even though he's not talking to you right at the time, you can't hear him, Jesus is always right there beside of you. Don't give up. Don't give up. He's right there with you. I will never, I will, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise from Jesus. I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter what you're going through, no matter whether you're on a mountaintop, no matter whether you're in the deepest part of the valley, Jesus is always there with you and always will be. He will never leave you. He will be with you always, even to the end of the earth. I thank you all for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. Until the next time, I hope God blesses you in a great and a mighty way. Thank you.